You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. right now. Oh, sure. Perfect. We're live on YouTube, by the way. We've right? been live. I told an embarrassing <laughs> story already on YouTube. Yeah. Jeez. The, the correct Jordan Harris Stadium time is 9.18 Eastern Standard Time. That's 8.18 uh, God's time. Devil's time. You are, your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Harvard by College of Magnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. For the last time this winter, coming to you from Virginia, I am Son of Crow at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. At Son of Crow on Venmo. Across the internet airwaves is the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. How's it going? The S is for SEC opening <laughs> champ. The other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, also coming to you live via Skype. A man of taste, a man with thousand generations inside of him, at AU Chief. A man with a cup full of ice. Oh, man. Get that ASMR going. Right into the mic. Hey, guys. (laughs) On today's show... Do we have show notes, Ryo? Yeah, a little bit. We got some breaking news. We got some broken, breaking news. J.B. Grimes, Auburn O-line coach, left the program. Does that mean fired? <clears throat> um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Allowed, <laughs> allowed to retire. Is it, I like to think. I'm drinking um, whiskey out of yeah. a wine glass, so I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> so that's a good thing, right? Well, I don't know. Is it a good thing? Well, it's never a good thing when someone loses their job. It's a good thing for everybody but eight. But JB Grimes. Get off of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, JB Grimes uh, has been with the program, left the program, been with the program again, and gone. Um, you know, it's tough to blame our uh, current uh, situation totally on him, but at least some of it has to be on him for not developing the guys because he's been back here for two years now so uh you have to think that played a part in his uh departure not only not developing but i mean really struggling in recruiting too i mean right right not bringing very many guys in last year and then having to really lean into the juco's this year right um so i guess the proof as it were was in the pudding not to uh, make an elder joke since he is an older guy, just to, you know, turn, turn a phrase. He's like what, like five years older than you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's interesting. I, who, who do we think is going to replace him? I, I think, uh, our Slack has a one suggestion. I don't know if we want to yeah, talk yeah. about that. Former 
in NFL great Kendall Simmons is my favorite. Super Bowl champion. Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl Ryan. champion. Ryan, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a football team that used to be really good. <laughs> Until uh, all of their talent left in one year. Right? But I like Mike Tomlin. He's real chill. I think he'd be a good coach in the college, actually. Omar Epps? Yes. Yes, he looks exactly like Omar Epps. <laughs> so he's a good doctor, right? Yeah, well, yes. No, he's right. not a good doctor. Nothing on house was good doctoring. <laughs> he's an effective you don't doctor. Want your, you don't want your doctor just having a you know, pill addiction? Or just not, testing you for to literally everything. <laughs> the insurance bill at a house, like, after you go to see house, was in the millions of dollars. Well, I had to, I had to, every time I'd watch, I'd think, is this like a charity hospital? Yeah. Because there's no way anybody's paying for all these tests. Oh, no. Like, if you're, if you're like Aetna and you find out that your, <laughs> that your client has gone to see Dr. House, you're like, oh, crap. We're going to have to pay a million dollars for oh, this guy. No, no, no insurance companies would provide for him. Like, sure. They wouldn't let you use him. This dude does full body scans on every patient. <laughs> but anyway, Kendall Simmons. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he, he might be the uh, the betting favorite right now. I, talk well, about I, I, I think a lot of people want him to. Yeah. Sure. Uh, of course, he um, he's already on staff. I don't know if everybody knows that. He's a he's an analyst, right? I'm I think it's actually not sure. I didn't know that. Analyst. <laughs> A new start. Um, he's also diabetic. Yes, he's a type one diabetic. So nice guy too, Chief. What yeah, would that you, mean to you as a fellow diabetic to know? That'd be, be pretty cool. Yeah, representation. Pretty cool. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've uh, we've interacted on Twitter over our diabetes before. So that's awesome. It's uh, it'd be cool. But yeah, Kendall's a, a really nice guy, and um, he uh, he was a heck of a player for both Auburn and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, he loves Auburn. So you know. We'll so this is this just goes back to Gus trying to build the ultimate former Auburn player coaching staff, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I know that uh, myself and others have been critical of other hires of guys with little to no experience carnell being one uh but kendall uh is going to be taking over he's not going to be offensive coordinator he's going to be off offensive line coach and he's a pro bowler and which carnell was too but he's also been working uh with the team as a ga or whatever as well uh he didn't just come from some a year of high school coaching? A year of high school coaching could be this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but who knows if that's actually the guy. It seems the most likely because, I mean, it's pretty late in the hiring season. Right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you could be looking for a head coach if you were another team in the SEC West right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, your Ryan's <laughs> favorite team is uh, without a coach currently all of a sudden <clears throat> after the big hiring time. And uh, the NFL seems to be gobbling up some of the uh, likely candidates. So uh, that's interesting. It's going to be uh, emotional blitzer Tiger Anthem at Mississippi State, isn't it? I mean, that's who I think it's going to end up being. Just, just don't be Chiz. Uh, I don't want to have to 
play him. I would. Here's what I, I would don't. love. I would love for Auburn to be the only school in the world that would offer Chiz another role back as like an assistant. I think he would take it. Oh, that'd be great. I, I think Chiz is pretty happy doing what he's doing right now. Look, it doesn't get better than selling chicken fingers in Auburn. No, that is that is a gold mine. Selling cigarettes, literally selling cigarettes. I I don't I don't think that's his main gig. No, (laughs) however, does he do something else? I there's this is what the difference between me and the average uh, person who can become a major college football coach. The second I got my buyout, I would never work again. I wouldn't be on TV. (laughs) I wouldn't be trying to coach. I wouldn't be trying to be some nothing analyst for Saban, I would have bought a boat and no one would see me again the rest of my life. Me and my wife and kiddo would be sailing the Caribbean doing literally nothing but spending $6 million for the rest of my life. Or in Chiz's case, what was it, like $20 million that Auburn paid him? (laughs) I think that's why he was able to take uh, said time off. He probably paid for his house out there. uh, Probably... uh, uh, He's able to put all his kids through school. You know how long <laughs> it would take he was me to spend more twenty million dollars? I'd love to find out. <laughs> but I think it would be a boat and a couple of like timeshares, and that'd be it. Me and me and the and a chicken finger. Restaurant. Me and the fam would just be going to Saint somewhere. Jimmy Buffett. Would I'll say. tell you what I'd do with twenty million dollars. I would build a wing stop in Auburn. <laughs> first, the first thing that would happen. You and Rick Ross. Uh, I'd get me a little light on uh, Lake Martin. Uh, Lake Martin. <laughs> well, it's close. Yeah, but if you have twenty million dollars, you could probably get a place That's... at a lot like more exotic locale than Lake Martin. True, but the one on Lake Martin is going to be Jeez, a lot. You could get Lake Guntersville. Uh, well, guys, <laughs> I, I already have a lot on Lake Guntersville for my friends. It's a uh, not mine personally, obviously, but uh, this is the most uh, this is the most redneck just coming to money thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I'd buy some forerunners, uh, oh, not forerunners, wave oh, runners, jet skis, yeah, yeah. Jet the jet skis. skis, a fleet uh, of jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd buy. I, I would probably buy a boat, or I'd just buy my dad's boat from him since he doesn't get to use it because nobody ever wants to use it with him. And, so far, uh, you've spent less than half of this money. And then I didn't. I'd maybe invest in Everton Football Club. Now we're talking. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was my thing when the when I was the lotto was so big uh, several years ago. I was, uh, and um, Everton seemed to be for sale at the time. I was definitely just going to buy Everton with my winnings if I wanted all. Chief, you could buy a heck of an aquarium for twenty million dollars. <laughs> you know, I could. I'd probably do that. You buy the Atlanta I, aquarium. You know, you could buy I'd a lake probably, for uh, I'd probably move to a uh, nicer neighborhood than I live in now. You guys would never. I love you both, but you would never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, whatever happened to Crow? Well, I don't know, man. I'm in Bermuda, but I don't know. You could be a heck of a bag man. For oh, million. I would buy. Uh, I'd buy the seats and the blue seats at the uh, basketball stadium. I probably wouldn't go to oh, another. Yeah. I love Auburn basketball, seats. but I probably wouldn't go to many games because I'd be sitting courtside at Mavs games or. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even be in Dallas. Forget it. I'd be like sitting courtside at the at the horse race in Dubai. Oh yeah, if I had twenty, <laughs> if I had twenty million, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit in the blue seats. I'd sit courtside at Auburn. Yeah, that's what I would do. Now, Chief Arena. Here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, wait, Dad Gummit lost a lot of my train of thought just now. 
Um, okay, so let's pretend for one re- one weird thing that that Chiz goes to Mississippi State. Ugh, I don't like to think about that, but okay. Does that change your opinion of the 2010 narrative of Mississippi State having a problem and then it becoming an Auburn problem? Uh, I don't know. No. It's very strange because, like, for me, I dislike Mississippi State a lot, and a lot of it has to do with 2010. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, it, they, I don't know. I still just sort of nothing them. But, yeah, that, that whole thing was ugly, ugly business. And it was a Mississippi State problem. I said that long, like, long before it became like, because I, I think Chiz actually said this out loud at one point that uh, he didn't understand how a Mississippi State problem became an Auburn problem. But yeah. the entire time I was just like, how is this, why is Auburn being, like Auburn didn't do anything. There's nobody on the phone saying Auburn offered him any money. Right. It's Kenny Rogers, not that Kenny Rogers, and Mississippi State. I, I, always, opinion, I always felt yeah, like it was that player? Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I would, well, oh, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> not the baseball player, Ryan. The Texas Ranger, great, Kenny Rogers. This is... The gambler. The gambler. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold them. Oh, oh yeah, the guy from was it the Geico commercial. No, no when Jesus. to fold them. The guy from the Seinfeld episode. No with when the to walk away. No when to run. You never count your money. Your money. When you're sitting, you're sitting at the table, the there'll be time enough for Two. counting. When the dealing's done, Ryan, I implore you to listen to the entire The Gambler song. As often as possible for the next couple of days. Okay. Do it. So, so how are you going to turn that into a parody song? Well, I could. Oh. Could. Yeah. Uh, did we want to talk about a... Oh, wait. We're talking about Chiz and Miss... I, you know, I. if there's one fan base that hates Chizik more than anyone else, it's probably that fan right. base, though, right? I don't know. Uh, Iowa State probably wasn't too fond of them. Yeah, how hilarious yeah. would that be to be an Iowa State fan? And the dude goes, what was it like, two and nineteen, five and nineteen, five and nineteen at your school, and then wins a Dadgum National Championship two years later. <laughs> two years later, unbelievable. All right, so I have a, a funny tweet from the great Roger okay. Bennett. I shared it in the Slack, and I thought it encapsulated fandom better than anything I've ever heard. Um, Being a fan of Everton Football Club is like being addicted to ice cream and also being lactose intolerant. It's (laughs) it's one of the greatest things I ever read. Um, Yes. And there are times where I feel that way about being an Auburn football fan, especially during the bowl game. It was like being addicted to ice cream, yet being lactose intolerant. Did either of you ever feel like especially in the second half of that game, that we were going to win? No, I didn't think we were going to win after the first quarter. And I was like, yeah, this team wants to win more than our team does. Good on them. Great year, Minnesota. That was my first thought. It, like, And then I had to sit through that exact same game on Sunday watching Everton Football Club lose to Liverpool Football Club, which is a way bigger game than, than our bowl game was. It was disgusting. But, uh, Except that yeah, Everton that... played Liverpool's Oh yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's well, it's, it's the same situation. No, it's their their B team because they don't. You you got to realize they don't have much of a second team really. Uh, but 
the uh, it, I mean, it's the same situation though, because I mean, Minnesota has had two four-star above athletes on that team, right? And uh, I mean, they just they simply wanted it more, and we just kind of, you know, we didn't give up. Uh, it, I've heard. I think it was Denson after the game, like our defensive guys just seemed they were like, we haven't seen this stuff before. Um, that was surprising to me. Just got caught off guard. Um, I'll tell you something. Gus, uh, it, Gus? it hasn't even been a week since this game. And I, yeah. I remember not very much of it. I mean, it, it, nothing stood out in that game. Right. I mean, there's right. a few, few big plays early, but like, it was just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I felt during it. I was like, why, yeah. why am I even watching this? It's just, it was so, they kept the ball most of the game for one. It was a big um, 10 game. <laughs> ugh, yeah. Maybe that's why I hated it so much. Ugh, I didn't drink enough to deal with that. It was, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to be upset. I was just upset because then I knew other people would be upset. And complain about Gus, basically. Um, and I think our friend uh, Josh uh, pointed out that the game was important, not because it's a bowl game, but because it, it was important for Gus to get away from that whole nine and four, eight and five coach. Yeah, getting the 10 thing. wins is, you know, you can actually put a chest about that. Yeah. I, the, all the complaints I saw after the game, I'm thinking, yeah, and you guys would have said, well, it doesn't matter. We just played Minnesota if we'd won. So it. What well, it is, it's every. He hasn't won a bowl game that we cared about. Right. The ones that you won, you didn't care about right. because you didn't lose them. Yeah, Except well, I mean, for the national championship. And is that it? I mean, I don't yeah. know. None of those. Beating Wisconsin, you're not like, oh, yeah, remember that time we beat Wisconsin in the Outback Bowl? No, you don't. We lost Wisconsin. You, you wouldn't we have lost cared. To, we lost to Wisconsin. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. But if you had won, well, if we had won that I game, think, nobody think, cares. Okay. I think that's a bad example because I think I think people would have been like, oh, we finally beat Wisconsin. And so it would be that, oh, that time we finally beat Wisconsin. And yeah, but it's game. still the year that you could have gotten to the playoff and then lost three straight. Or yeah. the year that I mean, Nick Marshall finally won a bowl game. Yeah. True. Ryan's favorite quarterback. Over two in bowl games, Nick Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Bo Nix have the same number of bowl wins. Mm. And me. Yeah. Me, Nick Marshall, and Bo Nix have won as many bowl games as one of that. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on that bowl game. It was just, it is what it is. And are we going to be mad about the refs? No. Do we, do we, do we have to do that bit? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, our guys have been held all year. It's, it's nothing new. I, I don't understand. I was, I was talking about a touchdown. The, oh. the, the crazy. Oh, oh the, it was the best catch of the year, but he wasn't in bad. Yeah, those were, I mean, they were bad, but whatever. It was an exhibition. This is like me getting mad about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's. It is what it is. I I'd just rather move on to uh, basketball and, and baseball, which is starting soon, and we'll talk about football again sometime in the summer. Well, before we leave football, we do uh, have uh, no. We've got it's about the players and not oh, okay. about okay. all this other crap. We're losing a couple guys to the draft. 
Yeah, uh, Aaron Sipos. Aaron Sipos was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, you mean <laughs> punters don't normally get drafted? Gonna get drafted? What is he doing? Well, he's I, like 29 years old. 27. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just because you're not gonna get drafted doesn't mean you aren't. Yeah, yeah I guess you got picked up somewhere. Be. It's like he's, I don't know, he's probably done hanging out with 20 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Does he have uh, a family? Is he's he like, got a wife, I think, or at least a okay. fiance. Yeah. yeah. College isn't fun, man. Like, I. <laughs> I mean, More importantly, though, uh, Noah Benogany is going to the draft. I, I say, Anya, Sippo. Anya. <laughs> I never got to ask him if he uh, if he was a big Tim Cahill fan. Oh, man, of course. Should have had him on the pod. The king uh, of the own goal. <laughs> um, yeah, Iggy going to the draft. Yeah, I think that one, it was kind of surprising – a little bit, moment, but at the at also, it's like yeah, you you probably will get a chance to play, and yeah, guys ready to go. He's ready to go. I mean, he's well, going to be yeah. one of the faster DBs. It in, reminds in me. Class. It reminds me of when um, Gerard Powers went, and uh, maybe even less so when Gerard went. I was like, what in the world is he thinking? Most people were like, wow, that's weird, and then he ended up having a pretty good career uh, in in the NFL. So. Um, well, it's crazy. So, you know, Iggy came in as a wide receiver. Yep. So he's only been a true defensive back for, what, 18 months? Yeah, something like that, I guess. Before last season? Um, yeah. So if he gets drafted, that is that is a huge testament to the defensive staff, isn't it? I mean, he, he's teaching him a new position, regardless of his talent. That's That's got to look good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely be a recruiting point, I think. The Auburn's uh, track team could be taking a bit of a hit. If you, you lose an Iggy, Shorts may be deciding on uh, the Olympics soon, right? He has to qualify. Yeah. It's mainly like if he qualifies for the Olympics. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I think that, that whole thing means. If he qualifies for the Olympics, he's gone, which he should be. That's fine. Um, if he doesn't, then... He might as yeah. well stick with football, right? Anybody who's I don't, I don't think it's anything like he's for just, qualifying for the Olympics is an idiot. I don't think it's anything about like, oh, he's just he doesn't want to be playing football at Auburn anymore. That's that's not what's happening. It's if you get a chance to go win a gold medal and what was it, Tokyo? It's the next Olympics. Uh, I think that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. it's the summer. If you get a chance to go represent uh, your country, you do that. Yeah. So. We, get, we got the Olympics this summer and the Euros. This summer, yeah. Let's go Germany and Belgium. That's my two teams in the Euros, Ryan. I, I I'm not familiar with the Hedging Euros. Bets. I think one of the it's, uh, this might be Belgium's year, as a matter of fact. Is this cycling or is this, is this football? So this is football. association football. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, all the European teams play each other like a, a tournaments um, similar to the World Cup. So I need to pick a random team then, right? Countries oh, yeah. or countries. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull you into my uh, Euro fantasy league. We only had two oh, participants geez. the last time. <laughs> uh give me Portugal. Uh, they won the last yeah. one. Cool. Lame. Right. Lame boo. They have Cristiano Why? Ronaldo. Why? He is uh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> they won't have Andre Gomez. The who would have been on their team, but uh, Sun Young Men, great guy that he is, even though he's got more red cards than anybody else in the league, uh, uh, broke his leg, so he won't be there. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, I you know it's Belgium maybe, um, France maybe. Cristiano Ronaldo um, looks like a cologne commercial. Yes. Yeah, you can actually smell him when you see him. It's like Dracar Noir. I bet it's incredible. I bet, I, I bet in real life, even during a, the middle of a match, he smells incredible. <laughs> uh, probably not wrong. Just like Jared Stidham. <laughs> oh, hey, he could uh, he could be the Patriots QB this next year. Yeah, it's very true. Speaking of, or Tua is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking Anything about the else Oh, uh, no. Did anybody else go that we didn't expect? Nick Coe, maybe, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, we're going to be, we're going to have some new faces on the field next year. That's yeah. Sure. Whole new offensive line, uh, whole new defense sans linebackers, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, Roger McCreary is the only guy in the secondary coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. KJ Britt announced he was staying, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, did uh, Did Bo Nix say if he was coming back? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bonix. <laughs> anyway, basketball. Or we want to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break. Take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk basketball. And we're back. So. So if we're going to start on basketball, we got to start with uh, Madison Pruitt on The Bachelor, right? Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch? Nope. Me either. Nope. You I'll guys watch. are big Bachelor fans? I'll wa- are you? Uh, no, my wife is. Never have I ever watched a Bachelor or Bachelorette. I, I, me either. I don't. I, I sort are you going to watch it if – so? If I she just, went to happen to go all the way to hometowns, you got to imagine Bruce is going to be a part of that. Number one, no, I is. don't know what that is. We, we, Number two, we definitely already know even if I were in it, I wouldn't watch okay. it. <laughs> they, uh, they went and they filmed a bunch of stuff at Bruce's house. So I, I may watch that because if Bruce is involved, I'll watch it. I'll see the highlights okay, on Twitter. So I guess that means uh, this is, we got to tag this thing with spoilers or something. People might get real upset. But uh, If, you, if oh, the crow, Venn diagram crow, of crow. Orange and True listeners... And Bachelor, like, diehards. If you're part of that Venn diagram, man, I'm, I apologize. Girl, are, you, are you holding out on us? Did, did you maybe, like, serenade them with We've Got Jared? No. And all just like, I, it, Auburn Arena, nobody else there, just you singing We've Got Jared to them? Spoiler for The Bachelor, <laughs> I do not appear in this season of The Bachelor. Ah, oh, I don't believe it. And you. even if I did, I wouldn't watch. How, do, how does the bachelor work? Do they like propose to them at the end? What, what they happens? Have to get married. No, they have literally, to they the go to the end, and and the guy has two of them come up, like one after the other, and breaks up with one of them and proposes to the other. That's that's how the show ends. Wow, it's just true love, guys. True love. That is, I hate reality TV so bad. They have to have I two mean, kids, don't they? Ugh. What? They're required to get married and have two children. It's the weirdest show in the world, The Bachelor. I'd actually maybe watch it if that was the case. If there were, like, kids' lives on the line, I'd watch that show. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Meanwhile, it's just a facade of, of what we think in the West relationships and love are. It really tells more about people who watch it than it does about people on the show. Well, I think so too. 
No one knows what I, love is anymore. Speaking of love, I love the Auburn University men's basketball team. Oh, and they beat the absolute stink off the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Excuse me, you you, uh, you forgot something. The top five Auburn men's yes. basketball team. Now we're talking. Yes. Top five. Consensus top? Are top we five, uh, top, top, in the top, top five, five in all of them? Yeah, yeah, I think we are number five in every major poll. No, no, no. In the t- in the two human polls, but we're right, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, not okay. the computer. There will be I was, a I was, number five next to our name when we play next. I don't think we're correct. A, we're not a unanimous top five. I don't think. I think somebody's got us at eight still or something like that. But we're haters, a consensus. Haters have us consensus at eight. Top five thing. Uh, great. It's good. Feels good to be an Auburn Tiger. Uh, watch these games, uh, and it was really great to see us as Crow said. Beat the stink off them dogs. Uh, how'd that feel, Enjoy Ryan? winning at the hump. How'd that feel? Hey, it's, uh, it's the place where I saw my first college basketball game. You like that, as Kirk Cousins would say? You like that? <laughs> like that? Uh, yeah, the, that was, what is that, like our third win and a million tries at the hump? Why is it called the hump? Well, Does it have anything to do with dogs? The Humphrey, it's, it's the Humphrey, Humphrey Coliseum, yeah. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with Bulldogs and their predilection for getting on your leg and some tells me there's a little something to that <laughs> it's a little double entendre as they say well clark you're better oh, off speaking french over here <laughs> uh, so this this was the biggest win of the year so far i mean they're oh like, absolutely yeah they're like borderline top 50 ken palm uh, is on the road um big win and it was ugly it's what you call q1 win. ugly yeah Q1 win, but uh, we had what like nine points, fifteen minutes into the game or something like that. Yeah, the, it was a real uh, crap. A real barn burner. Um, <laughs> at, at first, and then uh, we just in that second half we just busted it wide open. Uh, uh my man Danjel Purifoy just just went in there and forced it down their throats, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, chief. chief. What? No, the what? most he, abrasive podcast host in the Auburn family. What? What? You, chief. what? what? I, how would you describe what he did? He broke the game open. Here's man. what I like about that is that Daniel Purify up and Daniel Purifoy up until this point has had a pretty meh offensive season. But finally, finally, there was a stretch of basketball where he reminded everybody that he is a natural scorer of the basketball. Yeah, two games in a row he's done it. Yeah, and I think that Auburn's going to need that because we really don't have a lot more natural scorers on the team. Dangell, when he can play, when he's playing up to his ability, is effortless. He makes the ball go in the basket without having to do a whole lot of extra effort. He's a really good offensive basketball player. Can Can I ask you how many points he had in this game? Just without looking. 17. No, he had 17 the night before, or the game before, right? Crow. 14? He had 11. Okay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, somebody had 28. Javon had a (laughs) hell of a game. Javon McCormick was was two games more than the number of capital letters in his name. Yeah. SEC player of the week. SEC player of the week, Javon. Uh, it's someone that learned how to just hit his free throws finally, Javon. I love, yeah, and love you. I'm a knocking on those threes. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Samir's having a little rough patch here, and uh, Javon and uh, Dangel seem to be picking up the slack, so that's good. Um, did Austin get a double double in this? I don't think he did. No, those, he those only were... had five. He only had five rebounds, but he also those... had five blocks. Yeah, those big guys were giving him a lot of a lot of trouble. They were being allowed to get away with a lot under the basket. Yeah. Uh, well, they had one guy uh, might be, if not the most physical, one of the most physical guys we're going to face all season. And Abdul Adu, uh, he had nine blocks in this game. Jeez, that's. that's <laughs> It felt like that, ninety blocks. That's not good if you're Auburn. Is that a do? Is that yeah? That, yeah, yeah. He he uh he was fairly impressive. I don't, I don't think he was any sort of offensive dynamo. but no. he was he was. No, I think he only defender. had like five or six points. But, but uh, nine blocks again. And this the Auburn has not been a team that has given up a lot of blocks this year. Which is why we and win games even still, because we're a team that gets to the rim a lot, but yeah. doesn't get our shots blocked a lot. Then all right. of a sudden you got a guy who's blocking our shots and Auburn again has to find yet another way to win basketball games. And to their credit, they adjusted, came back out after the half. Uh, really, it started before the half that we yeah, the last five minutes climbed out of our hole and then took the game over and, and really controlled it the rest of the game. Um, we didn't let we didn't let them dictate our pace either, uh, which is how we ended up scoring uh, a billion points and they barely broke 50. So not a billion. Yeah, it ended up uh, Auburn was able to play better possession basketball in this game. I mean, Mississippi yeah. State was kind of turning the ball over all over the place. Yeah, it, it they, that they weren't getting any assists or like that. I mean, they they weren't able to pass the ball. My uh, biggest takeaway was thank God they can't shoot. Yeah, man, they were terrible. Yeah. They they were as bad as Auburn early in the game. And then all they, game they, they never really <laughs> yeah. got better. Yeah. And and that was at home for them too, which is not a good sign for them. It, and now, if they could get that together, then they'll be they'll be great. And they were good defensively. Um, the the fouls in this game were uh, pretty wild. Uh, at one point, it was like ten to four uh, foul ratio, uh, Auburn to them. So I don't know. Make of that what you will, but. This is a fun was, uh, basketball game to watch, but you can't really say about a lot of Auburn's games. Some of the games sure. this year have been slogs. This one was actually a really entertaining uh, and fun bit of bit of entertainment television. I actually liked it, um, and I was so scared. I mean, the guys on the Slack know. Weeks ago, I was saying I thought we were going to lose. Well, everybody was. I, I, all you guys were scared here's, in the Slack. Here's the secret: I, I was never really we're scared not of losing this a game. This game. What's that, Ryan? Oh, no, we're, we're not losing a game this year. No, so. Ryan, we're definitely losing to Alabama. Like, that's, no, that's no, going to happen. Come on, come on. Chief, you got to a little bit harder. On, well, I'm, I'm just – this is – peak barn <laughs> would be winning almost all of our SEC games except for Alabama. I hope we lo- we win Auburn, every Auburn single game. Auburn will lose a game before Auburn basketball wins. Oh, I mean, I think we can win every game. Man, our our I think uh, Josh, according to uh, Josh Dub, our most likely outcome at this point uh, via I, I think he, his numbers are coming from Ken Palm is uh, thirteen and five, um, which seems like it could be good enough to win the conference. That's a one maybe? seed. That gets you to twenty six and five. That's, that's yeah, uh, which is yeah, that's which I good. think is what I said we were going to be before the season started. We'll have yeah. to go back and look. But, uh, <laughs> If we go twenty six um, and five, man, 
Here, think about this. I want everybody to, to say this out loud, or at least in your head, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're driving to work or maybe you're driving home from work, I want you to think, NCAA tournament, most outstanding player, Javon McCormick. Oh, it could happen. It could happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh... You're not going to stand for your guy, Austin Wiley? Oh, no. Here's the thing about Austin. I, did you see the, the, what was his name? Uh, a fairly recent addition to the Auburn basketball uh, Twittersphere posted a pretty cool stat. His name was it uh, Auburn? No, A W B A. No, no, you're talking about uh, Samir's headband. That... Oh, uh, okay. oh, is that you? It's not me. It's oh. a burner account. Is that Fur? The, the fact think? that Son of Crow is a burner account is hilarious, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Well, your secret got out after the song. I put my name on Twitter, by the way, yesterday. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Man, at put Ethan, a name on it. At Ethan Day Da American, Samir's headband. All right, guys, I want to have an Austin Wiley hype session after seeing his stat. He is currently averaging one point eight two points per field goal attempt this season. I've been touting that all year. That is insane. Demarcus Cousins averaged one point five six. Anthony Davis was 1.68, Frank Comiskey with 1.5. But his whole thread is pretty in- intense. Like, what Austin, what that stat means, Ryan's right, he has been going over that all year. What that stat he's, means. He's actually down from where he was. He was up over two for a while. Yeah, I, I, before I jump on board this Austin Wiley hype train, I want to see what he does for the next four or five conference games. If he can keep it up, then the dude's. Here's, here's the thing. He had. One of his worst games of the year and went ten and five against yeah. his SEC team. Zion, so he he also notes that Zion Williamson was the most efficient college basketball player in the modern era. He had a PER forty one last year, and he averaged <laughs> one point seven one. So right now, because yeah. he got stuffed by Horace Wiley and, is averaging a higher uh, points per field goal attempt than the great Zion Williamson, who hasn't played a basketball game. Uh, since last year, which is sad because I think everyone's forgotten that he's really awesome. Um, so he's going to win Rookie of the Year next year. You know, total Blake Griffin. <laughs> oh, yeah? I, I think uh, Chew may have something to say about it. Well, I don't know, man. I like Chew a lot, but he's not Zion. <laughs> is Zion actually going to play this year and so he can win Rookie this year? Uh... No, Zion's not playing this year, man. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think he's, so. He's going to have to go up against Isaac Okoro next year. So yeah. It's just tough sledding. He could be defensive rookie of the year. Did they do that? Uh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Austin, um, Austin's going to be a big weapon. I mean, he's going to be the weapon uh, that we deploy um, – I think what we've seen is is second half is when when Wiley is really the one that it doesn't seem like he's taking over a game, but that's when he's getting his points. It's when he's getting a lot of his rebounds in the second half of games. And well, and he's he's turned into a you know, not necessarily a good free throw shooter, but a good well, enough free throw shooter. He went fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, uh, at one point. I mean, so. Okay, we'll we'll play this game too. What do you think his free throw percentage is this year? Uh, 80%. Oh, that's a little high. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I'm just thinking. Six, 68. So uh, he's, it's almost thought, real nice. I would have thought better. Um, 
Just but I mean, it, I think his his career is is much lower than that. Yeah, um, he's got to be close to fifty percent career, I, I right? And so, if you combine that, you just being a, a good enough free throw shooter, with the fact that he draws eight fouls a game. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what hurt him against State is he didn't get to the line because they weren't calling the fouls. Yeah, on him. Um, it, I mean, I think we went forever without seeing the free throw line. So, uh, but yeah. So tomorrow, or as you listen to this today, we got Vandy, right? Yeah. Home. The, uh, second worst team in the SEC. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like so. I like being Vanderbilt. I think it's it is just makes the universe feel like a safe place. It's at home, so we don't have to worry about the uh, any hoodoo. Their bonkers yeah. sideways basketball court. Stupid. It's, it's it should not theater. be allowed. It should not be allowed. Yeah, the only way that that like that shouldn't be allowed unless Auburn gets to make an octagon, octagon, octagonal basketball court. Gosh, I can't speak. There you go. Octagonal. <laughs> octagonal. Yeah, these guys. You know, Vandy is not the Vandy that we've come to love and hate or not. Love and hate. Yeah, they did anyway. not win a conference basketball game last year. Yeah, they were not good. Did they fire their coach again last year? What happened? Yeah, they, it's uh, is it Jerry Stackhouse there now? Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse. They fire their coach. Oh my god, he's Vandy. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse will be in Auburn Arena, guys. Do you know who else might be in Auburn Arena? World. Uh, I, I can't confirm this, but there's there's a chance. Scotty Pippen Jr. is on this Vandy team. Oh, oh yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I really wish we could have signed that guy. Oh, is he any good? Yeah, he's uh, he's a freshman, and I think he's their like third leading scorer this year. His dad's Scotty Pippen, man. Well, if, uh, uh, okay. Michael Jordan's kids weren't that great at basketball. Yeah, that's true. You know what I love about Jerry Stackhouse is that everybody who watches the NBA and knows a lot about the NBA understands that that dude is ready to fight 100% of the time. I <laughs> know. I don't. That's that's why him being Vandy's coach is so weird. Like it would not shock me if it. I mean, he is ready to give hands to anybody who comes close to that bench. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's interesting. That'll be very interesting. Here we go. Uh, Here's some see. lists of Jerry Stackhouse fights. <laughs> he beat the crap out of Christian Leitner one time on an airplane. Uh, Doesn't everybody hate Christian Leitner? In 1999. Christian Who can blame him? Here's the best part about that story. They were on the same team. Christian Leitner had a broken rib at the time. <laughs> but they Aren't they on the same team? Yeah, they were both on the Pistons, and uh, they had a card game. It got bad, and Stack uh, went after him. He does not care if you're on the injured list. If you owe him money, give him his money. So we're saying Marquis should watch out. Yeah, here's another great story. 1997, on the Pistons. He and his good friend, Allen Iverson. Again, good friend. Allen Iverson are on the same team. And during practice, he punched Allen Iverson in the head. And uh, <laughs> after the game. Not a game. After the game. <laughs> after the game, Jerry Stackhouse told the reporters, it was a fight between one guy who doesn't know how to fight and another guy who didn't want to fight. So, <laughs> uh, I feel like anyone that has ever played basketball or Maybe even football has known this guy before. He's gonna punch that kid. Had, like, I definitely had this guy on uh, on my basketball team when I when I was uh, in high school. Was he you, Chief? 
No, you? it wasn't. It was Booney. Booney, my, my man Booney. Yeah. Uh, that's a good name for the, that role. Yeah, he was ready to throw hands. But uh, we always got along, so that was, that was fine. He almost got in a uh, fight with Byron Scott in 2008, and that's interesting because Byron Scott was a coach in 2008, and he was coaching the Hornets. <laughs> and Jerry Stackhouse was playing against Jesus. the Hornets and almost fought him because he said, quote, he's a sucker in my book. <laughs> yes. Jerry Stackhouse is my favorite coach in the SEC. <laughs> Bruce Pearl number two. Why, why, why did Vandy hire Jerry Stackhouse? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Why? What? What was the? What do you have to lose? Well, Vandy has a fairly steady basketball tradition, though. The, the team that didn't win any conference games with like two NBA players last year, right? But one was hurt. Prior to this, they've had a pretty steady basketball program there. Uh, you. Playing by a different set of rules than everybody else, I guess they they uh they were known for bringing in a lot of overseas talent there and and being pretty good shooting the three ball well. Um, Speaking of shooting the three well, uh, they've they've got not a role player but their best player Aaron Neesmith shooting fifty one percent from three this year. Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> I, I, Isaac Okoro. Permission should you choose to accept it? Is yeah. to keep this guy from getting all the threes. Oh yeah. my god, he's averaging 24 a game. Uh, his oh. PR is at like 29. Whoa. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's agent Okoro is gonna have to come to come to work that day. Yeah. Um, hey, is it a Kuru? Oh, oh Jesus, <laughs> that <laughs> is everybody wrong with that one guy? No, <laughs> no. Why has no one corrected him? <laughs> what if he sits right next to him? I think he's calling the game again tomorrow. Just so y'all know. What if we are well, all I'll be wrong there, and so he's right? I have to deal with that. And it's Okoru. No, it. No. <laughs> no. Guys, in 2005, Jerry Stackhouse got in a fight. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes after his Dallas Mavericks beat the Jazz, 88-81. Here's the deal. He's standing in the tunnel leading to the team bus of the Utah Jazz and then just started fighting Kirk Snyder, who was a rookie. This is an 05. Jazz Stackhouse has been in the league forever by this point. It's like a 39-year-old dude beating up on a kid. He's a man. He's 40. started throwing hands at Kirk Snyder. Uh, apparently at Mavericks officials, security guards, his Mavericks teammates, drug Kirk Snyder back to the Mavs locker room. Security officials had to rush to break it up. There were reports that he knocked him out. I I mean, he not only the weird thing about Jerry Stackhouse, a lot of NBA guys fight. Very few guys are good at fighting and very and even fewer guys win every fight they ever get into. Jerry Stackhouse was apparently not only good at fighting, but he won every single fight that he got into (laughs) in the NBA. Oh, he once man. beat the absolute stink out of Jeff Hornacek, and that's on the internet. You can find that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Jerry that. No, for I Jeff that because I've never liked Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, he never. he gave him a one-two piece like you get oh, at Popeye's. Man. man alive. So this guy's going to be in Auburn Arena. Uh, I can't wait. I hope he gets in a fight with somebody while during the game. I hope it's a Vanderbilt player, though. Scotty Pippen Jr. You think Scotty Pippen will be there like uh, Ron Artest was there? 
Maybe. Dream scenario is he yells at Pippin Jr. Pippin yells at him, and he and Scotty Pippin get into a knockdown dragout fight in the stands. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need Barkley there for this game. Yeah, I, well, I was wondering. Oh, Barkley like, there's to shit talk. Yeah, if uh, if my man Pippin's there, then maybe Barkley will be there. They'll sit courtside or something together. Maybe the Monstars will come and steal Isaac Okoro's talent. Who knows? Well, Speaking of beating up on people, can, I'm, I'm going to read you the uh, Ken Palm rankings of Vandy's wins this year. Yeah, yeah, let's hear them. It's people how talking they, about Auburn uh, having a weak schedule. They're, I was so about to ask how are they bad, but they sound they're really eight good. and five. They have beaten number 314, number 308, number 191, number 332, number 319, 150, 316, and hey, a top 182. Oh, who was that? Davidson. Oh, same same team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that resume sucks. It's a lot of, it's a lot of 300s. Who have they lost to? Number 69, Richmond. Oh, nice. 32, Tulsa. 47, Liberty. Uh, 105 Loyola and 75 SMU. Okay, so the, the losses are respectable. Q, wins Q1 are, losses, you know. I guess. Uh, uh, this team is not making the tournament, is what you're trying no, to say. No, they are projected at 13 and 18. Yeah, not good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we should win this game. Um, Deep cutting analysis there, I know, but uh, let's beat them. This isn't the big game this week. I mean, let's let's be honest. Yeah, the big game is Saturday. Saturday. Uh, we we might be seeing the number one draft pick in Alman Reno on Saturday. Well, not after Isaac Okoros gets through with him, I think. Nah, dog. <laughs> did these? Uh, did, <laughs> you I mean, Isaac, the Hawks are drafting. First. The guy's been struggling the last few games, from what I hear. Nah, dog. <laughs> Dude, you don't think him I, or the other Anthony could... from North Carolina are going number one. Oh, okay. There's two guys so, named Anthony. One of them's going number one. I thought you were insinuating that Isaac couldn't shut him down. No, he might could. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. The Hawks don't care. I, I, so, as I understand it, didn't they have the number one class last year? Georgia? Because of this dude. But, yeah, but still the one guy you should still – if you have the number one class – because the way I hear it, he doesn't have much around him. No, he they had the number one class. Well, how does that happen when you have the number one class? Because the difference between a NBA number one pick in the draft, five star, and the mm-hmm. guy who might can play for you for three years, five star, is night and day. The problem is with basketball is we're still rating it on a one to five star scale, and we really should add a six star for cats who shouldn't even be here. Or is it just that Tom Crean is not a very good coach? Well, because look, look, Chief, for instance, <laughs> uh, Stretch was what? A, sure. He was a four-star, right? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't get any minutes. Borderline three-four. Yeah. Meanwhile, Isaac Coro is four-five, and he's going to be in the NBA. we got to get a new yeah. – we need a new star in basketball recruiting. Yeah. Chief, if you're not crazy, they were uh, number 11 in the country last year in the recruiting class. But they had Anthony okay. Edwards uh, – yeah, they had Anthony the, Edwards yeah. and four other four stars. Yeah, well, you think at least one of those huge, guys? Would be good. That is a huge signing class. They brought in eight guys this offseason. But the yeah, difference between a, like a four star might not play his freshman year. Sure, we're playing a bunch of four stars though. Play Devin Cambridge and uh, yeah, 
Um, but Devin Cambridge is not in the same league as Anthony Edwards. Oh, you're right. You're right about that. But he he could he could maybe start for somewhere. Like I don't know. If he were starting, I wouldn't feel like he was giving no help to anyone. True. I like and look, I um, like Devin Cambridge a ton. But Anthony Edwards. I wouldn't want to. I, I'm glad he's not starting. I think he's a little bit more <laughs> too much oh, of a loose. So but, so uh, Auburn Auburn had. Devin Cambridge, Stretch, Alan Flanagan, and Javon Franklin, all his three stars last year. As of they were this moment, stars. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Georgia Bulldogs are beating Kentucky 37-31. Is he having a good night? I'm kinda, I was kind of curious about that. Uh, he has got eight points. Because, four okay, rebounds. so here's the thing. Like, I haven't watched him play this year, so I'm not going to say that he's not good. But just okay. looking at his numbers, his numbers are not that good. What are you talking He's averaging 18 a game. And he's his usage percent is like forty percent. He takes all of the shots. Yeah, that's not good. That's that, like James. That's like James Harden having a twenty point night. Like, good, sure, whatever. Yeah, that you're right. That isn't good. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> he's also shooting forty percent from the field. So it didn't like he's not making good shots. But he's not. He's not like he's making threes though. He's just not shooting good I, free I don't throw. Know. He is. A, he is a seventy five percent free throw percentage. So if he gets fouled, he doesn't just doesn't score a lot of points. Whereas James Harden shoots ninety percent from free throw compared to what we've been doing this year. Yeah, like James Harden has a forty percent usage rate, but his free throw percentage is like in the nineties. So you foul him, it's points. You foul Anthony Edwards, it's maybe points. I'm just having a hard time uh, uh, imagining Goose being good at basketball. Is my, I, is my I, look, I feel you, man. Ryan he Goose <laughs> was Maverick's uh, wingman in a uh, 1980s movie called Top Gun. They're making a follow-up. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're doing the sequel. Yes, That's, yes, they are. Here's Anthony Edwards' point totals that, I, that stick out to me. He's got a 29-point game, a 37-point game, a 23-point game, and a 24-point game. A 37-point game against number three Michigan State. That's nuts. Okay, and his last game against Memphis, you know, ranked Memphis, top 10 win. Good job for Georgia. He had 13, five rebounds, four assists. <laughs> 13 points. He had four assists, five 13 rebounds. 13 points on 17 shots. Two turnovers. Sounds like a sounds like a worse John Morant, to be honest with you. Well. It's based on these numbers. In my opinion, Chief, this sounds we're, like we're all the worst thought John Bryce Brown was. Until seeing the senior year. Uh, again, I'm not talking about his talent level because I'm sure all of these scouts know what they're talking about. I think I think his measurements Just saying his are, numbers uh, are yeah. a lot better than John Morant's. Too, Here's I the thing: the, the he's a lot like Trey Young in that Trey Young had to take every blessed shot for that Oklahoma team for them to have a shot. Yeah. Like even in that game, he was two for five from three, um, and had five what, rebounds. What is it? Uh, enough about him, though. What What is everybody else on the team doing? Cause Nothing. I, I think that if we focus on this one guy and we can shut him down, what's everybody else going to do? That's so They've got one of their guys having a decent year, Rayshon Hammonds. Um, he, he's their big. Uh, he's the, he's having an all right year. I mean, he, he's a pretty good player. You think, he, that, can, there's, there's you think he can uh, handle Austin Wiley? What do, what do we think there? No, I mean, he's so, I say he's their big, but he's 6'9". Yeah. He's the biggest guy on the team. Nice. Nice. They're they're a pretty small team. I think uh, Mac and Wiley should be able to 
had okay. a game in this one. Austin okay. Wiley, who is maybe the SEC player of the year at this point. Um, well, not based on his recent SEC performance, but uh, I guess if you're taking the full season, sure. Full season. He's still got a 32 PER right now, or 31 or something. No, I, Anybody who doesn't I'm, vote him on the SEC first team is basically saying we don't care about advanced statistics in this conference. It's happened before. They probably don't. That's yeah, yeah. The sad part. Yeah. We had uh, we had some guys left off last year, uh, if you recall. We probably should. Well, last be. year, that's tough. Auburn spread the ball around a lot last year, and advanced stats were not as high on Auburn uh, and any individual Auburn player last year as they are on Austin right now. Like he has a higher PER now than Chuma could have sniffed last year. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say he's better than Chumo Kiki was at the end of last year, but his advanced stats are better. Yeah, I'd like to see Chuma, what Chuma's advanced stats look like from March on. Here's the better uh, question, and this is the probably the most controversial opinion I have, is does Chuma Okiki start over Isaac Okoro right now? No, but he, he starts, he starts, he starts over Angel. Yeah. <laughs> They play. They if both play the three. Let's say they're both no, playing he played three. The four a lot. If you don't, yeah, Chuma played the four last year. If you got to put one of them in, and you got to put one on the bench, which one is on the bench? Isaac, Danjel. No, not Danjel. <laughs> I'm talking between Chuma and I, Isaac. I'm putting Isaac on the bench because Chuma is uh, a could also defend pretty much anybody, and he could score. So he's a more reliable scorer. Isaac. Question: Are you are you playing freshman Chuma over freshman Isaac? No, and no. I'm playing freshman Isaac. If um, soft, if we're talking about tur- tournament Chuma, is probably tournament Chuma. I'm talking about Chuma as I, of this point last year. Yeah, I'd still put Chuma in because you know he can he can knock down those clutch threes you need, and I, I don't really trust Okoro to do that. Man, I don't know. Okoro is so good <laughs> on defense. That he is, but one side Chuma, of the court is so good. I, I think you're. I think you're forgetting how good Chuma was on defense. Chuma was really good. He was. He's our best defender. Yeah. So in conference play last year, but the uh, the good the good news is though he played the four, so you get to have them both on the floor. But go ahead. Sorry, in conference play last year, Chuma had double digit games, fifteen of eighteen games. Yeah, and one good. of those was a nine. It's pretty good. And he had three triple doubles, four triple doubles. Sorry, not triple doubles, double doubles. I was like, what? You don't have a missed uh, that. Sorry. <laughs> You're talking yeah. about a first round pick that uh, or a four first double number one pick number there. Jeez. Four uh, double doubles? Yeah. Isaac had how many points yesterday? Or not yesterday, against the state? Uh, I know he was double digits. I don't have to go hang like on. 12. Dude's played. He has a double, 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 uh, double digit points in 100 percent of his conference games. He had 14 eight last week or Saturday. He had 14 eight playing the three. Yeah. That's not, dude. That's so good. <laughs> He's so good. My news is, good news is, they both. Uh, and, and that's without shoot. That's without hitting threes. 14 dude. and eight playing yeah, the three and hitting no it's threes. Like 20 percent shooting. The, like 20%. the good news is, actually. It, what maybe happens is Chuma plays the three and Isaac plays the four 
if they if we have them. Both. Isaac is a two. By the way, like naturally, he's a two. That's wild. But no, he's not. He th- he, can't, he doesn't shoot threes. Well, that's Isaac's problem. But from a skill set otherwise <laughs> standpoint and size, he's a two. He's six seven, right? Yeah, he'll play two next year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so he's got to learn to shoot threes. Because right I mean, now he does. He's, he's just not great at it. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is kind of his comp. He just plays defense and then sometimes can can shoot sometimes. But he's a two. So in actuality, Auburn could have played Jared, Isaac, Chuma, Mac, Wiley. Yeah, but you lose Bryce there, and I don't think you can do that. Bryce coming off the bench, playing against a bunch of backups on the other team, just torching dudes. I or think you just have Bryce instead of Mac. You know? Yeah, no. I don't know. Chuma at the four. Why? Why? Why are you so against Chuma at the four? Because Chuma's a three. This isn't yeah, the NBA, bro. Come on. Chuma's taller than, about the than matchup. Mac. Think about the matchup situation. Chuma was, Chuma was the five for a little bit of his freshman year. Yeah, yeah. Chuma's bigger than Mac. Think about the matchup <laughs> problems you give a team when you've got a 6-7-2 and a 6-10-3. You kill teams. What are they going to do? And it, didn't like, it isn't like Chuma can't run or Okoro can't run. But Chuma probably can't run great. I don't know. Chuma's probably like if if Chuma come back, he'd be getting close to Ryan's right. right now. Chuma can't run right now because he's got a torn ACL. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Not anymore. <laughs> that was nine months ago, ten months ago. What are you talking about? I guess of holy shoot, it was nine months ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine months. He's ago. like the dude is probably running now. You could have gotten a, probably you, you could have gotten your wife pregnant and she would have had a kid. Since since Chuma Okiki got her, uh, yeah, Bruce's daughter just had her kid that was admittedly a uh, Final Four baby. God bless Did you guys. Know that. God bless that. Congratulations, that child. Well, guys, I don't know what else to talk about. We've been talking for an hour about a bunch of nonsense. Baseball, baseball practice starts uh, tomorrow, I think. Don't we? We don't have to do that yet. Don't make. Well, me, just, don't make me just do that. Throwing it out there, we, we don't have to analyze it. We calling Drew Mack in in a couple weeks for uh, updates to what we need to know. Just yeah. let's do it like yeah. at least a week before the season starts, not like in f- January. Well, the season starts <laughs> middle of February. Dad, gum it. <laughs> got softball before that. The problem oh, with man. baseball is it just reminds me that the other sports are about to end. Everything about baseball yeah. is just reminding me that at some point I'm gonna have to put up with. Baseball is the only thing on TV in the middle of the summer, and then it's yeah. the Little League World Series. You said you it could be worse. You could just be golf. Man, there is that little sliver of time where it's just golf, Ugh. and that's it. Ugh. <laughs> and it is even wait, good golf. You, it's like when are you talking Phoenix about open. Chief? Chief? After, you... before opening day, after March Madness. There, that that doesn't that doesn't line up. Opening March days? Madness ends at March Madness ends after opening day. No. Yes. When? When is opening day? In March? No, it's yeah, not. it's March twenty fifth this year. Oh, no, what? <laughs> Take a look. Good God! It's just, 
not usually that early. You're talking it's about not, baseball it's March? Creek. They're moving the season up too many. No, I mean normally it's the normally it's like April first or April second. No, it's I, usually at least a week after March Madness is over. I mean March Madness didn't used to go into April either. So and now it does every year. Well, at least bas- at least the NBA has come to its senses and moved its playoffs later and later to where the finals are now like almost into July. <laughs> Otherwise, I just, yeah, can't, yeah. I just can't put sure. up with it. Yeah, the that it, it used to be mid-May. Yeah, is when, when the the like conference finals were in mid-May. Now they're then, late June is like the end of the NBA finals. And then it's the middle of the baseball season. Then we just put up with a hundred and sixty-two of these things. <laughs> How many basketball games are there? Eighty-two. Half, half that. Half that. There's too many NBA games, and there are twice no, as many half baseball that. games. I've gone. I've gone on record as saying the best NBA season was the lockout year of what ten years ago now, or fourteen years. ago. The one ago, where it was seventy before. games. I agree. Seventy games is perfect. It's great. It's great. Yeah, seventy games is the perfect number of games for the NBA because everybody was playing every game like it was like they had. The to. problem with that year oh. was that the first. The first 25 games, nobody was in shape. Yeah. Because they didn't know the season was going to start. So everybody was just fat and out of shape, and the numbers were horrible. That's a great excuse, though, isn't it? Because like, you, you knew the lockout wasn't going to be all season. Well, they so – it's, like, it's like, oh, well, technically, I guess if it's a lockout, I can't, I can't work out. Yeah. I mean they – were, They were working out just not as hard as normal, I would think. And they were all playing, right? They, they all had like they these all played like their, separate leagues. They all played their way into shape. For the first couple of weeks of the year, but like scoring was down across the league. But then by the end, it was like, oh crap, we only have like five games left. We don't know who the number one seed is. It was a great year. That was a good year. All right, guys. I cannot wait to get back to Auburn, record another episode back in the Crow Compound next yeah. week. Um, yeah, between now and then. I'm excited. To uh, are either of you going to the game, the Georgia game? I'm going. I'll be at both of them. Nah, right. unless somebody gives me tickets, I'm not going. Well, just uh, need to put it out there. Let everybody know who you are. Hey, if you want to give me tickets, them. at Son of Crow Two on Twitter. You gotta get the celebrity letter in into the game, Every right? Game. Yeah, you would right. think that'd be the case. Hey, the follow-up act was Albie. Man, wow, you were Albie's opener. Me and Albie. Who'd have thought? Not me. Same week. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Look at us. Hey, Look at us. Aubrey was on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish Aubrey would be The Bachelor. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Right? It's like, the, it's like the masked Bachelor. Yes. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bonos. Bonos. <laughs>